You're listening to the Big Film Buffet Snack Edition, where we talk about the things in popular culture that we are freaking obsessed with. My name is Alexi Toliopoulos, and joining me as always is my dearest friend, Jen Fricker. I'm your dearest friend? Yes, it is official of all my friends. You are officially number one dearest. Well... As my official statement at this point is, if you're listening and you think you're Alexi's friend, <laughs> absolutely suck it. <laughs> yes, you may be my friend, but you do not hold the dearest position. Yeah. You are ranked bottom tier currently, all my friends out there. Absolute grubs. Anyway, <laughs> Alexi, I'm really excited about this week because we mm-hmm. have a friend joining us <gasps> in the stew, which is short for studio. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, in the stew room right now, we're guys. We're in the stew room. We're cooking up a stew on the... <laughs> <laughs> the buffet. Because last week you might have heard us chatting about one of our favourite movies of the mm-hmm. year so far, The Mitchells vs. the Machines. If you haven't seen it, it's out on Netflix now. We went into it a great big deal mm-hmm. last week. Have a listen if you haven't. But the essential kind of plot line of the movie is it's about a family trying to make a road trip while the end of the world is happening because of a robot apocalypse. Basically, mm-hmm. AI takes over the world and is trying to enslave mankind. And I was thinking about it and I was like, this is a fun, delightful family movie, <laughs> but also is an existential assault. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we've seen a lot of movies mm. about Robots turning against humans. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, like, how likely is it that something like this could happen? Mm -hmm. And, you know, both you and I, Alexi, we're cuties, but we're not smart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that is true. Let the record be known. We are cute as heck, but we are not smart as heck. Yes. And so we thought we'd bring in an expert Mm -hmm. in the field of artificial intelligence, robots and whatnot, and also just a lover of animation and cartoons generally. Dr. Matt Agnew, hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Dr. Matt, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. It's an absolute delight to be here. (laughs) So you've had a chance to check out The Mitchells vs. Machines. I have. You're absolutely right. Lover of science, lover of cartoons, lover of fun, (laughs) silly movies. And I thought this hit on everything, really. It was a really enjoyable watch. Made for you, in fact, in mind. Absolutely, yeah. So (laughs) I was, yeah, thrilled to have that recommendation come through. Dr. Matt Bate, for sure. (laughs) But because, yeah, this is how my brain is wired, it instantly made me feel extremely fearful that this could happen. Mm. And you're writing a book on robotics at the moment, is that right? Not quite. I'm writing a book on on aliens. Oh, whoa. (laughs) But uh, I'm studying robotics, studying artificial Ah. intelligence. Yeah, so there's yeah several things going on, but that's uh, combining two of them. The Mitchells vs. Machine is about robots turning against humans. Mm -hmm. Dr. Matt, how likely is it? Should we all be throwing our phones away? There's some people who would argue that, yes, you should be throwing your phones away (laughs) for different reasons. I think, obviously, sci-fi and and certainly Mm -hmm. in this, the common kind of robot uprising is very much a robot uprising, right? Mm. It's the Terminator. You know, it's coming to get you and, in this case, you know, lock you away in this um, ship to launch you off the planet. But I think in terms of uh, the way AI can be misused, there's definitely a lot of ways, such as has been seen, you know, in the recent, I guess, echo chamber type effect in social media and things where you can see kind of democracy kind of having some issues where, Mm -hmm. you know, elections seem to sway in certain ways and that's because like the Cambridge Analytica saga, there's ways that people are realising data can be extrapolated and exploited in ways and a lot of that is based around artificial intelligence and machine learning. Is a robot uprising likely? 
maybe not in the Terminator way, but certainly there's ways that it's kind of starting oh. to destabilise things for us oh. a little bit. Oh, my a little Lord. uncomfortable way, but I think we're still in control at the moment. Oh, God. My Lord. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know how much control we have because I recently got a Google Assistant, you know, the OK Google, and every morning I wake up, I'm like, OK, Google, what's the weather today? <laughs> and nine times out of ten, it just reads me the dictionary definition of what the weather is. Yeah, yeah. So is that thing effing with me? Am I getting freaked? out or i think that's exactly right when we talk about artificial intelligence mm. today it's still kind of i don't want to say primitive because it is very sophisticated yes. stuff yes wow but you're right it's kind of still clever algorithms doing things to kind of create the illusion of intelligence it's throwing me off it's throwing you off so you've asked for the weather and it's got a series of steps or a yeah. recipe to follow and then it spits out this thing i'm but, sweating so, yeah. <laughs> yeah why do i feel like this is going bad like, <laughs> like things are on a turning point i mean we've seen it a lot in movies mm. like ex machina i know Ooh. lexi that's one of your faves i do like that movie a lot that is a freaky deaky sci-fi thriller movie where two fellas talk to a robot android humanoid character with artificial intelligence and slowly that artificial intelligence manipulates them makes the man fall in love with it is that possible i love this movie this is one of my favorite movies as well i was thrilled that you've brought this up and i think it it brings up one of the really interesting things that Mm -hmm. we probably never even think about which is the fact that when we do actually create artificial intelligence and when we do actually create something smarter than us they're going to already be several steps ahead they won't let on that they're smarter than us they'll kind of play dumb almost yeah like Alexi's google assistant oh well, my that's Lord. it you could be in real no. trouble right now <laughs> you're saying this is a type of flirtation that i'm experiencing <laughs> she's negging you oh no 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 it's working it's absolutely working <laughs> yeah and we've all kind of started to be the recipient of this kind of artificial intelligence manipulation mm. and exploitation in social media and targeted marketing and all of this and it's like are we just starting to scratch the surface are we yeah. all gonna fall in love with robots and get yeah you know you have these horrible things happen is, is this the way we're going oh i my think God. part of like that ex marketing one that's like kind of scary but also like big part of like science fiction is like that idea of like what is human and in this one we're seeing like this android like have this level of like self-determination like beyond self-awareness it's like embodying a real human to use the term soul or something like it brings about those questions do you think that is something that we're heading towards like the idea of self-determination and like artificial intelligence i think yeah kind of moving in this direction of yeah self-awareness sentience consciousness yeah i think this is something that still really eludes us and as i said a lot of the intelligence at the moment is very much clever algorithms it's all about creating the illusion of intelligence or very Mm. very focused goals such as you know alpha go something that can beat humans at alpha or the deep blue that beats kasparov at chess you know they're very very narrow focus and it's all clever algorithms to solve these problems better than humans yeah but i feel like yeah there is this kind of missing ingredient that's like what is it that is different between our brains doing these kind of things algorithmically Mm. and then that step towards sentience and consciousness and there seems to be a missing piece to the puzzle and i think we'll probably get there eventually i think the brain is essentially just yeah. firing of neurons and flowing electricity. At, at some point, surely we can build, you know, a clever little rock that can do the same. <laughs> Could the missing ingredient perhaps be love? <laughs> Look, this is. Uh, I mean, 
I mean, they touch on this in the movie, right? Yeah. Like, you know, why why should we be preserved? And I, I think that's kind of often the uh, the trope in in sci-fi, right? Which is, you know, oh, this is the thing that that machines are missing. Mm. It's this love, and I think the Matrix has done it when yeah. they they kind of had that element with being the me second cry every one. Time. Oh, it's <laughs> really touching the heartstrings. Yeah. There's uh, a book Yuval Noah Harari and his second book Homer Deus. He kind of starts touching on this in a little more detail. And at the end of the day, you know, things like love and and emotions and feelings and all of this, it, it all kind of boils down to again just neurons and electricity mm. and it's can we create algorithms that oh. that simulate these kinds of things and well film wise is explored in the movie Her as mm. well where I guess the robot falls in love back with the yes. human as opposed to Ex Machina where it's kind of more one sided yeah it's I more mean, a natural love yeah I mean again <laughs> a natural love oh I'm so sorry guys <laughs> so Ex Machina was natural right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. very yeah. normal very cool yeah very cool but Her is like reciprocated right mm. do you think that that is like in Ex Machina, the feelings are more like it's self determination for survival. But her, it's like that's a more natural feeling that a AI would have of like to feel those emotions as well, like rather than just survival, which is like more primal instinct. Yeah, can we make an algorithm that feels emotion? I think this is a fascinating one. I haven't seen her for a while now, so I can I'm probably a bit rusty, but Well he's got a moustache. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I recall the yeah, exceptional <laughs> facial hair. Yeah, yeah. great outfits. Yeah. yeah. But the thing that kind of came up there is I guess she was designed as like an assistant or an OS type. Like right? a, like a, a Google a, assistant, yeah, perhaps. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. I mean we're back into Alexa. Yeah. Kind of, you know, Google flirtation. <laughs> territory yep. again but I guess that's kind of what they're tapping on is that if we do code these things how much of this once we get the ability to I guess simulate mm. or create algorithmically a sentience or, or consciousness or self-awareness how much I guess would that emotion and, and those abilities to love and feel and, and all of that kind of cascade out naturally Oof. from that sentience mm. just as it has in, in humans and not knowing exactly the designer's intent in her but <laughs> you know I'm sure that wasn't the goal was to design this kind of you mm. know potential relationship and, and pleasure robot oh. but you know that's Can what's coming we ban the word pleasure out. from this <laughs> yeah, no, no more pleasure this at all. Point, a veto on <laughs> pleasure robot <laughs> as a Kind of where it feels like where we are at now from what you're saying is a more like a 2001 Space Odyssey situation with like the how artificial intelligence on the ship with its like main goal being like this mission that supersedes everything even beyond like human life. That's the goal is the mission. Is that something that is happening now? I think this kind of stuff comes up a lot when we think about you know, the, the first law of robotics mm. in, in terms of the Asimov yep. laws, right? A robot may not injure a human being or through an action allow a human being to come to harm. Mm-hmm. A robot must obey the orders given it by human beings except where such orders would conflict with the first law. And the third law is a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second laws. Mm. Yeah, so I think this kind of idea of instilling in robots this sense of protection and looking after us is something that we kind of we need to get right the first time because once we create something smarter than us that's it it's it's game over that can continue on ad infinitum and get smarter and smarter and smarter and smarter so we have one shot at getting it right and i think this comes up in in sci-fi a little bit about whether or not you know robots or machines if we think about software at its basis level will follow exactly the instructions it's given Mm. And so it's a case of, well, if we give it an instruction, such as in 2001 A Space Odyssey, such as follow this mission, 
how much will it follow this mission to the detriment of other humans? Yeah. And this is, yeah, kind of where these, these Asimov laws come in and hopefully that kind of prevents anything happening. But there's these kind of really interesting things such as imagine if you were like, okay, I want to protect all humans, so let's instill in this robot your goal is to maximize human happiness, mm. right? On average, human happiness, living quality or something like that. And mm. you think that's going to kind of ensure that all humans are looked after. Yeah. But what this robot does is go, oh, right, well, basically, on average, if I want to have the maximum happiness, all I need to do is find the happiest human mm. and kill everyone else. Oh, <laughs> oh my word. now I've maximized human happiness because oh, on the average, sample, the sample is now just yeah. that one, you know, tremendously happy human. My Lord. And so as far as it's concerned, you know, mission accomplished, goal achieved, even though for us as humans except for this one lucky individual, wow, we're gone. So it kind of highlights, and this is what 2001 A Space Odyssey yeah. kind of touched on, is that these missions could be misconstrued by robots. They're going to follow them exactly as they need mm. to follow them and not kind of consider these nuances such as, you know, don't kill humans wow. to then maximize this other function. You know, my god, I gotta tell you, just put a tingle through me. <laughs> I know oh, this is Lord. maybe the spookiest episode of the pod so yeah, far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I know you're the doctor, you're the scientist, but I did some preliminary panic scrolling, wow. and I found something called Roko's basilisk. <laughs> And I think it's going to break Alexi's heart. Do you want to explain it? Okay. <laughs> Is that a type of lizard? That would be far less doomy, I guess. The word. Oh, my word. Sure. I have a tear in my eye already. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Yeah, I love the whole concept of Roko's Basilisk. And it, it is truly terrifying. It so sounds much. like a board game, by it the way, is, as yeah. well. It's a bit like The Ring, right, watching oh the video. Oh, my gosh. Once you've heard it. My scariest it, movie. Yeah, is it? Okay, because well, it's about physical media being corrupted by evil. Oh, right. Well, That's the thing I care about most oh, in this yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Alexi has a lot of DVDs and videotapes <laughs> and the idea that one of them would turn on him oh <laughs> is heartbreaking to yeah, him. Strap yourself in. Here oh we go. So the whole thing is once you've heard this, you're in. You're, okay. you're, you're, so this you're is a warning. If this you don't want to be part of this mm-hmm. now, then turn off the podcast. Okay, turning it off. See you later, guys. <laughs> so the idea of Roko's Basilisk is that at some point in the future when we do reach the singularity, which is the idea of creating something uh, with human and- level and exceeding human level intelligence, this will create this kind of intelligence explosion. Will create this artificial super intelligence, which will be essentially godlike, right? Wow! And the whole premise of the basilisk is that for it to becoming into existence, it can then now kind of you know do a lot of things and, and make things better for us. Mm. So, if it doesn't come into existence, that's kind of bad for everyone, including yep. humans, because it can't look after us. It's it's quite benevolent in that respect. So what it will do is essentially try and figure out, well, who didn't help it come into existence? Mm. And if you didn't help it come into existence, it will essentially torture you for all eternity. And the way that works is that in the future, once it comes into existence, it'll be like, right, well, I'm going to run some simulations and I'm going to simulate you, Alexi, and see, did you help to make the basilisk come into existence? And if you didn't, it'll be like, right, well, now I know that you didn't help, so I'm going to torture you. I'm crying. Okay. Let me not have tears. Now, there's two scenarios happening right now. mm -hmm. Either you're not in the simulation, so you're in real life right now. me, yes. Which your decision now to help make the basilisk exist is what your simulation self will happen. Yeah. So when the basilisk is created, Mm. it will simulate and it will 
depending what you do yeah. now, say you don't help create it, yeah. your simulation self won't. So when we create super intelligence, it's going to torture you. Okay. Or you are the simulation self, yeah. in which case if you don't help the basilisk come about, then your real self is going to get tortured. Wow. Okay. So essentially it's from the future blackmailing you Whoa. <laughs> to help create the basilisk. Otherwise you face eternal torture and so damnation. So your Google Assistant... My God. You can either take back all the shit you said about her at the wow. beginning of the podcast mm-hmm. and hope for your future soul, digital or otherwise. <laughs> wow. Or from this point, you just you've just made yourself an enemy of the robot state. Because you know about this now. I so know now about it. Anything you don't do to help the coming about of an artificial superintelligence. Wow. It will see as you failing in your duty. My lord. The robot god will know. Oh, no, no. The <laughs> most frightening thing is that it doesn't necessarily have to be a malicious AI. It can be really benevolent. Gosh. In that its whole thing is I want to make humans' lives better. Yeah. But for me to do that, I have to exist. So if you don't bring me into existence, you'll make a human life worse. So I'm going to threaten you with this existential blackmail yeah. in the future. Wow. And if you don't fulfill this, then you'll face eternal torture. Alexi looks <laughs> I'm lost. spun out. I'm in a tizzy currently. It's the first time I've ever seen your gorgeous hair a bit rumpled. Yeah, I flossed it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even touch it. It just frizzed out. Yeah. I'm going to have to say all praise the basilisk. Love you, brother. <laughs> Love you like a mother. And I praise the basilisk. I will say right now to the basilisk, if you are listening, if you are my master... I will be your movie expert forever. Yeah. I will watch every movie and I will incorporate that into your brain so you can manipulate humans using the motions that they put into movies. I'm actually, this is me literally pleading. I've thought of how I can be wor- of worth to the basilisk using the early skills I have and to survive in this world and to not be tortured. I want to eat a steak and I want it to be real, okay? Yeah. I want it to be always close to real and pleasurable as possible. Sorry to use the forbidden word one more time. <laughs> yes, basilisk, I'm your mate, okay? I promise you that. I mean, I'm I feel selling like- you out. I'm bootlicking the little Ethernet cables that its feet are made out of right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess we can all start worshipping the basilisk by mm-hmm. just like putting a thumbs up on the Mitchell versus Machines. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Get on it. Netflix, give it a high rating yeah. on, on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Recommend it to a friend. Yeah. Just really loved Olivia Coleman's power character. Yeah, 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 really yeah. lovely and, you know, compassionate, empathetic. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Wonderful leader and boss that should totally look after and control Absolutely. our world. This is a devastating episode of the podcast. My God. Thank you so much, Dr. Matt, for coming by and absolutely ruining our lives. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it's time we close those podcast doors, Hal. That's all i got to do. Yeah. I've lost it. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure, uh, except for potentially mm. ruining your uh, days. Yeah, I or- wish I could say it was a pleasure, <laughs> but, you know, great to meet you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> See you all in the Robot Apocalypse. Oh, my God. This is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most... Horrifying the world episode. is heinous. <laughs> Either we're in the simulation or we're not, and both are equally terrifying. Yeah.